You're listening to your wrestling podcast fix. New weekly episodes of Inziguri on iTunes and SoundCloud.com. Yay! Fuck the Super Bowl. Yo. Yo. I'm DB Richards. Oh. This is Fran. This is JCL. Oh, you're back. Yeah. Oh, good to see you. I know. What were you doing? Kingdom Hearts 3. You're even lucky I'm still here. Boo. I mean, yay. (laughs) So, okay, when Batman comes out, I might not be here then. Okay. I'll understand because we're gamers. Okay. Ready? We're not talking about gaming right now. Oh. We're talking about wrestling. We got got a wrestler in um, tonight. We got um, the Hitman for Hire, Mr. Grimm. Ooh. Yeah. He's got a big match coming up next week. Big match? Trifecta title. Big match Grimm? Yeah, big match Grimm, if you want to call him that. Oh, man. Password again. I hate this password thing. Okay. I thought we had... Oh, there it is. Can we cut that out? No. Oh. You're closer to the, to the... But it's your phone. Uh, hit the hit the grim button. Hit the grim button. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Grim. Hey, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing good, man. What's going and on? We saw some matches for, uh, from you versus Miles. Kind of, kind of awesome matches, man. Yeah, I killed him. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'm DB Richards, and this friend, and I'm JCL. Yeah. We just want to introduce ourselves to you and all. So, so I want to know how did you get um, started in the business? Well, I actually got started in the business, um, you know, by accident. I was doing security. Because um, I was unable to um, go back to college when I was playing football because my my van had broke down. So I started doing security to try to get money to get a new car. And um, my friend asked me that I want to do security for a wrestling show. Okay. So I did security and, you know, started networking. Um, I'm not sure if y'all know who this is, but, you know, my first going to my first indie show was RCW in Baltimore. And that's where I met, like, Black G's, Greg Excellence, um, Christian York. First time I fell in love with Mia Yim. Um, yeah, saw a couple of people who are, like, you know, good names on the indies right now. And um, I networked, and they told me what I had to do. So I found a school, started training, and, you know, the rest is pretty much history. So um, you played football. What, um, what school did you go uh, play at? I went to Virginia University at Lynchburg. Okay. What position did you play? I played fullback and linebacker. Okay, okay. Nice. So you did both sides of the sport, defense and offense. That's kind of awesome. Paying attention to the Super Bowl tonight? Yeah, are you watching the Super Bowl? Um, I've been, like, paying attention to the stats and, like, just watching it on, um, you know, like somebody doing it like live streaming it on Facebook. Like my team got put out by the Saints, so 
I'm not really too enthusiastic about this game. Who would you prefer to have win? The Rams. Thank you. Good man. Thank you. Okay. Good man. <laughs> I, I'm rooting for the refs. I'm hoping the refs win it. You know what I mean? But <laughs> so um okay back to um you st- starting the business. Who did you get um who um who trained you? Well, I started off training with the guy that went by that goes by the name of the Baltimore Butcher Blood. Okay. And um. You know, I stopped training with him and started training with a guy named Matt Wild. So, Matt Wild is the person who, you know, helped develop me into the person that I am now. But I also had a hand, um, you know, Nala Rose, I'm not sure if you know her or not. She had a big hand in, you know, helping me develop my character as well. She's actually, in, you know, responsible for me starting to use the body bag. Okay, okay. So, some, um, have you ever watched all wrestling when you were younger? You said that I watched what kind of wrestling? Have you watched wrestling when you were younger? Yeah, when I was little, I used to watch. Um, only person I really used to pay attention to, like when I was really young, was Hulk Hogan. Okay. That's um, that's Jamax's favorite wrestler. Yeah, but once I got a little older, like, you know, I would say elementary school, high schoolish, well, let me say about six, sixth grade, I started um, watching WCW. And the person that I paid attention to a lot was um, Chris Benoit. Okay. And, um, Malenko. Um, so, like, so they, they inspired you to get into the business or just? No, um, I would say when I was, ever since I was little watching Hulk Hogan, you know, trying to rip my T-shirts and stuff. That actually inspired me to be a wrestler. <laughs> okay. But oh, I came to find out that um, ripping your T-shirt really isn't as easy as he made it seem. It's not. <laughs> nah. Um, Which one were you a bigger fan of? Uh, Face Hogan or Heel Hogan? Well, like when I was younger, I liked Face Hogan. But um, as I started getting older, I liked the Heel Hogan, like the NWO Hogan better. Yeah. So, um, I want to know, um, what other companies have you worked for so far when you started, and how long have you been in? Like, how long have you been in the business for? I've been in the business for five years right now. Okay. Um, elaborate on you know because you said name some of the companies that I worked for so far that um, oh. we got people that do listen to this that might not be big fans of wrestling, but they do listen to look people up. Um, they can look for them on, um, like, let's say, CZW or uh, yeah. like one CW. I know you're at right now. Yeah, I've done um, MCW, that's um, Maryland Championship Wrestling. Okay. Yep, I've done Monster Factory. I've done um, Bandit Wrestling there in Tennessee. Okay. I've also done Rockstar. They're run by the Chris Brothers. Um, they're really big on Impact right now. Yeah. Um, I've done Legacy, Limitless Wrestling. Limitless is like really big in like the the New England area. They're based in Maine. Okay. And tapings for Beyond. Um, I've worked a lot of different places. Okay. <laughs> so that's the best thing. Okay, I I do have a question about your nickname, the Hitman for Hire. Is it like something from like superhero from higher? No. 
No? Okay, I was just checking. You mean Heroes for Hire? Heroes for Hire, I'm sorry. The whole um, Iron um, Fist and um, Luke Cage. I was just saying if that was a take from... What's that? What's that? I don't know. I have a question. Um, The Heroes for Hire came from, you know, like when I first started, I had a football gimmick. And I was trying to find something that stood out, like, because the indie scene was oversaturated, like, with football gimmicks. Okay. I wasn't really able to get, you know, work like I wanted to because, you know, they already had, you know, the D-line, Mr. Touchdown, and, you know, some other guys. So I went, you know, searching the indie scene to see, like, what um, kind of gimmicks were out there because I wanted to find one that stood out. And, you know, I found bounty hunters, you know, the hit squads and stuff like that. But I didn't yeah. actually find any hitmen. So. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. You know, I was just like, hey, you know what? Let me try, you know, this whole hitman thing. Okay. okay. It worked out. What was the um, question? You kind of really just answered it. But um, I was going to say, um, what were the influence for, influences for your gimmick? Well, the, well, yeah, the influence for my gimmick was, for one, um, you know, I was already doing security, and I'm not going to lie, like, I was kind of like a badass, so, <laughs> like, I looked at it as, you know, hey, people would hire me to, you know, pretty much protect them, protect them, you know, because I did, like, personal bodyguard, per, I mean, personal security, you know, bodyguarding for um, certain celebrities and stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know, I just figured, why not, you know, make it a gimmick, but instead of it being, you know, me actually protecting protecting people, you know, I'm, like, taking people out. Yeah, makes nice. sense. Um, okay, I noticed that you're collecting titles now. So, how many titles do you own right now from the other companies? Well, I have four currently. Okay. If you count one from this company called GXW that stopped running... I was technically their last um, television champ. Okay. As soon as I won, you know, they didn't, you know, run any more shows after that. So it kind of sucked because it took like a couple of years just to win it. Yeah, that sticks. So you got the ICW heavyweight, right? Um, one. I'm one CW. Why am I saying I? I'm, I'm still stuck in the I world. <laughs> um, yeah, you got that. And what was the other two? Other three, the other three. <laughs> but um, I have the wrestling lab championship right now. Okay. I still have the banded heavyweight title, and I have the raise the bar heavyweight championship right now. Okay. So, do you think you're going to get the trifecta title, um, at Pro Wrestling After Dark? Um, you know that's the goal. So you could that be like the cool. collector of all titles. So you could be like the <laughs> ultimate dragon. The Ultimate Dragon. That's what we're... I do that, that is my goal, you know, to have as many, like, more titles than him and, you know, just do, like, one big photo with the theme pose that he did, so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so take that all awesome y'all, um, y'all are from the Pennsylvania area, right? Yes, we are. We're like do Delaware, Pennsylvania. Do y'all plan on coming out to pro wrestling after dark? I am. I am. I'm going to be there. Because I would say, you know, um... It will be in your best interest to come to that show. Because okay. like, and this is like, you know, not even being gimmicked. Like, this is me being, like, 
and shoot right now. Like Frankie and I, we have like heat outside of um, you know, wrestling. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, so I don't know whatever his issue is, but he thinks like you know he has like a personal vendetta against me. Okay. He all like kind of stems around his ex girlfriend, which is kind of funny, but. I, I don't want to get into um the, that stuff, but I'm <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's guys' business, but I'm here to like. You're here to ask the hard questions. Here to ask the hard questions, but just I'm to not, know who look, you are. I'm just giving you the backstory of this match, so you understand gotcha. what's cool really going yeah, on. Yeah, it's storytelling. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got it. What about the other guy, Backstorm? Um, Blackstrom. Yeah, um, uh, it's Blackstrom. Wow, yeah, why is there an X there? Why would you be called Backstorm? Like, my first time seeing him was when he did a um, tryout for SWF. Like, okay. they had a big tryout where it was, like, nine different companies who were, you know, recruiting. And I was sitting on the panel for Raise the Bar, and he was one of the standouts um, from that tryout. Okay, okay. He actually received the opportunity to you know, work that match from that tryout. But giving you a little bit of um backstory with us, it's funny because um both of us did the Evolve tryout um when they came to Brooklyn. Okay. And my tryout match was against them. Okay. How did it so go? It went really good. Um you know, Steve Carino, he gave us really good feedback. Like, he didn't really have anything negative to say about me or the match. Um, and Blackstrom, he actually was uh, awarded, you know, a chance to go down to NXT, you know, to um, do some work for them. So, you know, that was... That's kind of cool. I feel really good about, you know, being the person to help him get that opportunity. Yeah, it's all about working your craft, man. That's why we're... Trying to do interviews with people, you know what I mean? Just to help you guys make a name for yourself. Yeah, so I'm, like, honestly, like, Blackstrom should be a person that y'all should look out for. Yeah. He's, like, very talented. talented. He has a very unique look. You know, his gimmick, he's, like, um, I guess the human torture machine, something like that. Okay. Here's... Uh, uh, here's a question. So this was something that uh, D- that Dave and I were talking about. Um, somebody that we were going to be interviewing, they said that we could have the interview as long as, I guess, the person stays in character. Have you ever been to any sh- or worked at any shows where people, like, backstage would try to stay in character or, like, really get into character, almost like they're method acting? Um, it's one guy that I know. He's, like, always in character. You know, he goes to sleep in character, wakes up, goes to the grocery store in character, <laughs> with his gear on. So he, go, wait, he goes to the grocery store with his gear on. That's yeah, he does. Like hats off to him. Like um, you know, he's he's one with his gimmick. I'll say that. Yeah, because that's definitely something that's kind of a lost lost art these days with all the social media and everything. Oh yeah. Um. I mean, y'all, y'all might even know him. It's a guy that goes by the name of Red Scorpion. He sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah, y'all should look him up. He's like this real jack dude. Um, I actually had a match with him not too long ago, and he um, 
he currently trains um and does work with the Monster Factory as well. So okay, okay, y'all should definitely check him out. Okay, I always ask this question: what What is your theme music? It's called "Take Him Out." Okay, by anybody? Yeah, um, it was it's by a guy that goes by the name of Monteezy. Okay, and I'm not sure if you've heard of him or not, but he's done like the music for Shane Taylor, ACH, Shane Strickland. Um, Moose, who's currently on um, Moose, yeah. you know, using this track on Impact right now. Okay. So, yeah, his music is all over. Okay, okay, okay. Um, okay. Let's get into your like um, your matches. Um, what was your favorite match you've been in? I would have to say it, it's one of the favorites that I had. Like, it's a couple. Okay. Um, the body bag match with. Joey Janela. Ooh. I have the um, body bag match slash casket match with AR Fox. Okay. You got some names right there. The most recent one was, um, you know, me versus Dan Moth. Wow. How, how did all of them finish? Well, um, with the match with Dan Moth, you know, it was like anticipated to be like a show stealer. Yeah. And I think we had, like, one of the best matches on the card because after our match, um, Brody King came up to us and, you know, gave us props about the match. So, I mean, we, we literally, like, beat the hell out of each other. Yeah, I seen him at Magic, and dude could chop, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you watch the match between us, he'll probably be like, damn. Like, yeah. they owed each other money or something. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, okay. Uh, the one with AR Fox. Yeah. Um, it started off as a casket match, but, um, yeah, somehow I ended up breaking the casket. Oh. So, Jeez. this is what happened. I put him, I laid him on the casket and went to do like a double stomp to put him through the casket, but he moved. So, my legs went through the casket. Oh, and, and I broke the casket, so ended up <laughs> from a casket match to a body bag match. Okay, that's, that's, that sounds like something that we would have seen on Facebook because they're always like posting videos of things like that. I did, I did see um, the dude doing the flip and all and hitting the turnbuckle on your page, and I was like, damn, that's horrible. Oh, um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was um from a company called Let's Wrestle. Okay. And one of the guys did that, and I was like, uh, good thing it wasn't me. See, th- that's that's why I'm scared of like, high-flying moves, you know what I mean? I mean, honestly, it's to a point where, you know, if you're going to do it, just do it. Because if you second-guess it, yeah, you know, that's where you kind of get hurt. It, uh... <laughs> like, the first time I attempted my 450, yeah, um, it was in, like, um, a guy, he had a ring set up in his backyard... You know, he conducts training through there, and, you know, he showed me how to do it, and, I, like, I landed it my first try. That's awesome. But, like, the key to it is, you know, just do it. Yep. <clears throat> that that kind of reminds me of the, uh, there was this one video clip on uh, Twitter, I think, that uh, Chuck Taylor, like, reposted where there was this guy that was trying to go for, like, it looked like a moonsault off of a vending machine or something, and instead it looked like he pele kicked the guy. Like, have you ever had a time where you've, like, done something by accident, but it actually kind of looked good and it worked in your favor? 
Um, I would say, I wouldn't say it really looked good. It just kind of looked impressive because I, all right, I went for a 450 and um, I was at Limitless and it was a scramble match. And, um, you know, I hit Jeff Cannonball with a running knee and then I set him up for the 450. So then I went to do the 450, the rope rolled. So I didn't get the full rotation like I wanted to. So it ended up turning into like a Houston hangover. But that's still pretty awesome. <laughs> that is. It looked nasty. Like I mean, it looked like I messed them up. But like to this day, I don't know how I was able to, um, you know, react as quick as I did to. Yeah. Because think about it, if you're not planning on doing, you know, a Houston hangover, because for one, I've never done the Houston hangover before. Never. Yeah. I always do the 450 and I land on my stomach. Yeah. So to land on my butt and still tuck my leg, you know, so it'll get around his, you know, head and not really hurt him. Yeah. You know, I was like, damn. Like even um, JT Dunn came up to me after the match. He's like, yo, I don't know how the hell you did it, but. You know, that was, like, for you to slip and turn it into a, um, you know, Houston hangover and not hurt him, you know, that, you know, that was a good job. Yeah, that's, that's the spirits in the ring, man. One yours. Um, okay, um, my next question, um, what was the best advice you ever had from a legend in the business? Well... It actually it just happened a couple of weeks ago. Um, I did a show in Delaware for Maryland Championship Wrestling, and Boogeyman was there. Okay. And um, the guy, like me and the guy, we um just finished, you know, finished working. And you know, um, the agent who agented our match, he was talking to us, and Boogeyman came up, you know, to us and started talking to us, and he was saying, you know, like. Y'all are, like, because both of us were big, like, two big guys. And he yeah. was like, you know, you don't have to, you know, do arm drags, hip tosses, and all that other good, you know, that stuff. Because, like, you're a big guy. Work like a big guy. He's like, look at me. I have been in the business, you know, and I haven't been hurt. I haven't been doing hip tosses. I haven't been doing, you know, all this flashy stuff. I just go in there and, you know, work my gimmick beat people up, make my stuff look good, and it gets over. So he's basically telling us, you know, work your gimmick, work your style, and work smart. And and if you work smart and, you know, it's a possibility, you'll add, you know, more years onto your career. That actually um, kind of – I mean, this is, go, this is going back to, like, interviews that uh, I'm trying to remember in my head. There was one, I think, where it was um, – I think Kevin Nash kind of mentioned something. I mean, even though he's our, you know, he's always a running joke of like knee issues or whatever. But like, it was it was where he said that when you're a certain size wrestler, like that, yeah, like what you were saying. There's certain moves that aren't really necessary for you to do. But like, at the same time, is there anybody who's been like kind of the exception to the rule where it's like, okay, I mean, he's good at doing this, so maybe he should keep keep doing it. Or is it a case of, like, no, he's he's a big wrestler. He should just be, like, you know, kind of throwing people around. Well, see, I've kind of struggled with that, though. Like, um, because 
that statement that you just made pretty much describes me. Yeah. Like so many times I hear people, you know, even when I first started, people were saying, you know, you shouldn't be doing 450s. You shouldn't be doing dives. You shouldn't be doing this and that. You should work like a big guy. But honestly, me doing that was what got me noticed and what got me recognized. Right. Look at them. It's it's crazy because every promoter wants something different. Like certain promoters, they want to see me work like a big guy. Like when I um, went with MCW, they don't want to see, you know, my spots, you know, me doing the high flashy stuff. They want to see me working like a big guy. But when I go down like to Limitless, you know, they want to see, you know, my flashy moveset. Right. Even, right. Um, you know, Tennessee, they want to see like the flashy stuff that I can do. And, you know, it's just kind of. So, so it all basically depends on what the promoter just wants to see out of you. Exactly. But you always have people who will agree or disagree with what you're doing. And I've just learned, you know, you got to take it like, well, you know, with a grain of salt. Like, not everybody's going to like what you're doing as long as you're, you know, doing it safe and not necessarily doing it just to do it. Right. And really don't see an issue with doing it. If that makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. I was gonna say, um, Bam Bam Bigelow was a big man. He did stuff off the top rope. You know what I mean? Yeah. Look at Kane. He jumps off the top rope. He's a big guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those are other things that I look at. You know, especially um, when people mention, you know, me doing like a four fifty or something like that, and I look at Keith Lee. You know, I look at um Jeff Cobb. Yeah, those are two big guys who were doing dives, doing moon salts, and you know, um, Jeff Cobb, he he does like a um a shooting star. So yeah, he he um was in um Philly for House of Hardcore, and that's where I found out who Jeff Cobb was. Didn't even realize at the time like how many years he's actually been yeah. in the business. Because yeah, like he, it, it's all about areas too, like um. The only reason why I found out who you were was because I was looking at Miles' matches. You know what I mean? And that's how I got to know who you were. And shame on you. What's that? I said shame on you. <laughs> but it's it's all about territories, man. It's like if I don't, if I go to somewhere in Jersey and, and see somebody and go, wow, I've never heard of this guy. I need to look more into him. And it is a shame, and it sucks because you don't see that much stuff on the internet. You have to find it, you know what I mean? It's kind of hard for fans looking for people, you know what I mean? There's a lot of amazing wrestlers out there that people are, are not aware of. I, so. f- I just found out who um, Ace Austin is, and um, that was at House of Hardcore, and, and I'm like looking at his older stuff now. You know what I mean? Have you wrestled him yet? Have I, hold on, have I worked for who? I said, have you ever wrestled Ace Austin? No, but I'm actually supposed to. Um, he won the number one contendership for the Wrestlers Laboratory Championship. And okay. It was supposed to be, you know, me versus him um, at the next show. Where but Where is this at? About um, Ace Austin and I. Um, we did a tour in Mexico together. Okay. He, he was my roommate. Oh, nice. Um. <laughs> 
Yeah, so we went to the bodega, which is like their Walmart. Okay. And like on the way back, I told Ace, I was like, "Hey, Ace, man, we should um we should get a you know a cab back to the hotel." He's like, "Nah, man, like we should just walk. It's not that far of a walk." I'm like, "But like our money compared to pesos is nothing for like where we're going." <laughs> so, you know, I really think that we should take a cab. And he was like, nah, man, like, man, just, you know, let's just go ahead and walk. I was like, all right, cool. So we start walking back to our hotel, and all of a sudden, a gold car pulls up beside us, and, you know, I look, and I see a guy in the back with a gun. So I'm like, oh, man, here we go. So they yell something out the window, and, you know, neither one of us speaks Spanish. So we, like, I told Ace, I was like, yo, just keep walking, let's go. So... They jump out of the car, put a pistol to my head, and a guy had um, an assault rifle pointed at Ace. And they're sitting up there talking to us in Spanish. So neither one of us understands what they're saying. All we know is we have guns pointed at us, and they're yelling at us. Shit. So I start, you know, um, he told me to get in the car. So I like I started backing up like towards a wall or something like that. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not about to, you know, get in the car mainly because I'm thinking as soon as I see this and they pop out, I'm thinking I'm about to be, you know, on the Internet, you know, in one of those decapitation videos. Oh, shit. So, you know, it, it took me like after the fact to laugh at this because I couldn't really laugh while it was going on. But Ace, like he starts panicking. And just start saying every Spanish word that he knows. <laughs> <laughs> He's over there like, Uno, um, El Pollo. Um, El, I'm like, I was like, Ace, you're about to get us killed. Like, and he just starts like screaming, like just saying anything. And then like pulls out his passport. So he had his passport and his immigration card or whatever. And, you know, they pointed the gun at us and was like, you know, he pointed towards my bag, so I guess he wanted me to, you know, empty out everything in my bag. So I started emptying out everything in my bag, and then he, like, took my passport and then my immigration card, looked at it, made a phone call, and then, um, like, just, like, told us to go. And, you know, I'm not going to lie, I've had guns pointed at me before, but I wouldn't say that I was scared. But it was very frustrating to have a gun pointed at me and not even know what they want. It's true. I would I would be a little bit it's like wouldn't know what the hell they're talking about either. Yeah. Dude, so they talked to back, somebody that was, was like, like we get back to the room and I told Ace, I was like, You see this? I told you we should have took a cat. <laughs> 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 uh, that's... You know, it's definitely something that um, we can laugh about now. I would say, you know, being in that position has made us closer. Yeah. Because at first, you know, it was just, I was grim, he was ace, and we were just roommates. But after that, you know, now we have a story. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a good story. Gosh, um. Not sure what question to ask after that story. Oh, <laughs> like, gosh, that was a good story. Um... I bet nobody heard this one yet. Yeah, I mean, I did a live stream about it, like, right after it happened. But, oh, okay. You know, since then, it was just, like, one of those memories you kind of want to forget, 
<laughs> it's like um, reading back the like stories from different countries when wrestlers were there, and you're reading from like was it um I'm trying to think of who it was? I think it was PG thirteen, and somebody said um, his hotel room blew up after he got out of there. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah, I I think it's one of the PG 13s I think it was um I can't remember. I don't want to quote quote something, and I'm wrong. But yeah, the promoter told him to get out, and wasn't that with um Wolfie D? I think it was Wolfie D. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't want to like get the wrong get the wrong story out there, but that that shit scares the shit out of me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I actually worked him in Tennessee. Oh really? Was How was that? Um, interesting, to say the least. <laughs> I didn't know he was still around. I didn't know either. I didn't really know who he was until after, you know, I looked him up. Because, um, the promoter, he was like, hey man, it's gonna be you. And it was this dude, I think his name was Future, versus Wolfie D and somebody else. I was like, who the hell is Wolfie D? <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah. Um, out of the independent guys in the business right now, who do you want to face? Michael Elgin, Shane Strickland before he gets snatched up by somebody. I wanted, um, a match with Shane Taylor. We actually had a match scheduled. It was supposed to be a body bag match, but, um, the company, you know, pretty much folded like the week before the show. So that kind of pissed me off because... You know, we had a lot of, um, you know, publicity and steam going into that. Yeah. And it just got taken away. But, um, yeah, and I would say I, I definitely want to, you know, have another match with Myron Reed. I'm not sure if you know him or not. No, not really, but I, I will look him up. Um, I think he's signed with MLW. Okay. It's um, Myron Reed. I want to have another match with Zachary Wentz. And Mm -hmm. I want to have my match with um, Desmond Xavier. Because we were supposed to work um, a couple of Octobers ago. But I ended up working Shaheem Ali instead. Okay. Yeah. So those are like some of the people that I, you know, want to have matches with. Okay, um, you want to talk about pro after um, pro wrestling after dark? I know it's next week. I know, I know. Um, um, Chad would love to um, have you um, promote it. Um, put a big giant, and then I got a couple more questions, and and we're good. Well, with pro wrestling after dark, um, this is actually my first show with them. Okay, and you know it's. To my understanding, that it's like a adult show. Yeah. So I'm very eager to see what happens. But yeah. um, as you know, I have a match, you know, for the trifecta title. Yes. You know, with Frankie Picard and Blackstrom, and like I said, that's a match that you don't want to miss. Yeah. Um. Now, because of the history you were talking about with Frankie, I really wanted to see. Where that goes, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean, honestly, you should watch the match that, you know, him and I had, um, you know, last year at Raise the Bar Wrestling. Okay. Like, I'll send you a clip of, um, you know, from the match. 
And it was like one point where, you know, it looked like we were actually fighting each other. So, you know. So are you are you a Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels feud? <laughs> I wouldn't say it's a Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels feud, but this is how I look at things. You know, he cut a promo um, with Blackstrom. Um, earlier this week, well, last week. Yes, I've seen it. He mentioned that he has, like, beef with me, and it's personal. And I'm not sure if he's listening or not, but it's not personal to me. <laughs> it's literally one guy who got mad about, you know, something. Something, yes. Like, not to sound cocky or anything, but where I'm at in my career, I have no need or no purpose to hate on him. So, I mean, you can put Mr. Grimm and Frankie Picard side by side, and I don't really think that there's any comparison that, you know, really states that we're on the same level right now, so. Okay, man, okay. okay. Oh, here's, here's, <laughs> uh, here's a question. So, one of the big topics online is everything going on with All Elite, and plus, like, all the other companies that are coming up and the um, – you know, you have the New Japan ROH, like, uh, the Madison Square Garden show, and just kind of, like, wrestling's just kind of got this... Where do you where do you see yourself as far as, like, I mean, like, with where all the companies are going? Like, where would you like to see yourself in, like, five years? Well, five years from now, like, I'll be 35, and like I said on another podcast, well, I said on my documentary, you know, if I'm not somewhere by five years, you know, I'm prob- I might just retire, honestly. Okay. But the way that things are looking for me right now, I have a feeling that I might get picked up by somebody. Not really sure who it is. But um Do you have do you have anybody like um calling you? Trying to make um, tryouts? I, I really can't say right now. Okay. So <laughs> just stay tuned. Stay tuned. Gotcha. gotcha, man. Um, okay, you got any good road stories? I love road stories. Except the one with Dave Keener and Gangrel. Yeah, yeah we yeah. don't want to hear about how Gangrel fell asleep in the back of a car. <laughs> <sighs> All right, let's see. Let me. Do I have any good road trip stories? <sighs> I honestly don't think I have any, like any, you know, like any weird stories. Like, cool. a lot of the times that I was traveling, I was pretty much traveling alone. Okay. Well, what about the first, like, the very first one that will come to mind, even if you have to say to yourself, well, I don't really find that interesting, but, because one of the ones that we asked, um, I think it was, was it the last interview we had, where it was like, yes, let's talk about Iron Sheik taking a piss, piss outside with a big smile on his face. I mean, I'm not sure how many people will be interested, but I'm sure there's somebody out there that will think that's hilarious, so... <laughs> Yeah, if you have a chance, you should listen to Chubby you know Dolly's um, interview. I have one. I have one. You got um, one? Yeah, this was just recently. And it's funny because y'all are on the phone. Y'all just did an interview with Miles. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I'm not really going to... Well, I'll say what show. Like, we were at um in Tennessee. Okay. And, you know, Miles and I got into an argument over something. I'm not going to say what it was about, but... um. You know, him and I, like, it got to the point where I was like, look, if you got a problem, because he got mad at how I was, like, kind of, you know, basing a little bit. But think about it. When you're mad, who really talks calm when you're when they're mad? 
True. Yeah. So he was like basing at me. He was like, yeah, man, I don't like how you're talking to me. So, you know, you, you might want to calm down. And I'm like, bro, if you got a problem, we can go ahead. You can square with me right now. I'll beat your ass. And then after that, you can shake hands and you can finish, you know, enjoying this road trip. So that's kind of how that one went. It didn't lead to blows, but, you know, me, I'm the type of person that, you know, I used to be a fighter and I used to fight for dumb stuff. Yeah. Like, nobody can sit up there and say, oh, hey, I don't like your shoes and I'll punch them in the mouth. That's how you. <laughs> you know what? That actually does remind me of something. And, and this will just be like my, the last question for me. So there was a story. Um, one of my friends who used to like frequent going to the uh, Chikara shows he was telling me about a time when, like, he had a he had an argument or, or he had an issue with like one of their staff people. So yeah. he actually um, messaged Quackenbush about this, and all Quackenbush basically said was, "I'll take care of things." And when he and so when my friend was like asking one of the wrestlers or whatever, they were like, "What exactly does he mean by I'll take care of it?" And he was like, "Well, if there's ever usually an issue, they'll uh he'll you know." stretch people out or do whatever is there any time where like anybody ever says like yeah let's settle this in the ring like you know or is it all kind of uh we're gonna sell this with a discussion well um when it comes to me i was taught that um you know i did a seminar at monster factory with rip rogers and bill demont and danny cage and, you know, we were taught that, you know, when you get, before you get in the ring, you wipe your feet. That's basically leaving all of your problems outside of the ring. Correct. Yeah. So, you get in the ring, it's professional. Mm-hmm. So, even though I mentioned the whole thing with Frankie Picard, even though he doesn't like me, or, you know, back when we were doing Raise the Bar, I didn't like him, we kept it professional. Well, well yeah, as far, yeah, as far as, like, when you're actually in the ring, that... You're there to work. That you're not there to settle issues while while you're working. Exactly. And like whatever beef we have, like as soon as I get in the ring, there is no beef. After we step out of the ring, if you know you feel like you want to fight me, or whatever you want to go out back, we can go out back. But inside of the ring, I'm gonna be professional. And I'm a you know it's called professional wrestling. We were taught how to be professional. And me, like I said before. I'm in a point in my career, you know, where it's like I don't really need to get caught up in dumb stuff because I got caught up, you know, when I first started. And my biggest issue was, one, learning my place because, you know, I wouldn't say that I came from the streets, but I had a very hood mentality. You know, I'm the type of person I don't really bite my tongue. And if I have an issue with something, I speak my mind. Sometimes you need to learn when it's appropriate to speak your mind and when you just need to let, you know, realize that words are just words and to let it go. Exactly. I personally, you know, I wouldn't do anything to anybody in the ring. I've had it done to me, though. Um, A couple of years, matter of fact, it was like one of my first matches. You know, me and a guy, we had words. And it came to the point where I was just like, you know, I posted something in like a locker room that we were in 
And I was I just told everybody, you know, if anybody has an issue with it, y'all can square it with me, and then we can leave it at that. Right, right. So, <laughs> I guess because I was green, you know, they didn't really take that, or he didn't really take it well. I mean, honestly, I just would have preferred him to square it with me instead of doing what he did. Because I would have, like, literally, it would have been us fighting, and then after that, shake his hand, and then move on with life. But we were in, like, a, um, a battle royal. And, you know, I was working somebody. He His music comes in, like, comes on. He gets in the ring, jumps on, like, gets on the top rope, and, like, shoot, drop kicks me. Oh, so I was like, cool, you know, I sold for him. Then after that, you know, I'm selling, and he runs full steam ahead and, like, goes and, like, soccer kicks me in the head. He's still taking shots at you, yeah. So, I did that, and I was like, all right, cool, you know. (coughs) I just thought maybe it was an accident. (coughs) So, I'm still selling. And then I see him doing it again. So, then it was just like, I just jumped straight up, kind of no-sold everything. And, you know, stood in his face. And, um, yeah. You know, that's not the way to do things, because at the end of the day, I'm a man, you're a man. We all have families to go back home to. Correct. So I'm not going to do anything to, you know, jeopardize you providing for your family because that's not what we're in this business for. This business is for people, us to entertain and to have fun. Okay. Um, one, one of my couple last questions, um, workout, um, your workout, um, regiment. What um what do you do? A little bit of everything. Um, I try to do a lot of cardio nowadays, like especially because I'm on this diet and I'm like losing weight, which is a good thing. Finally, mm-hmm. um, if you look at my pictures from a couple of months ago to the ones that I just took recently, okay, you see that my stomach is going down. Okay. And um, you know, so I'm focused on getting my stomach down like back to where I needed to be. Okay. Uh, you know, I do curls, squats. Are you, t- are you uh, taking anything squats. to help you lose weight? You said what? Are you taking anything to help you lose weight or? Or is it just well, your diet? I'm doing the keto diet currently. Okay. And also I'm taking um coconut oil pills. Okay. <laughs> and that's kind of been helping out a lot. Yeah, the, the keto diet definitely works. Yeah, it does. Um, you know, I think a lot of people, um, you know, have success from it. So I decided to try it, and, you know, it's done wonders for me. Like, I've had, I've lost, you know, like a little bit of weight so far. Like, everybody's noticing, like, my stomach is going down, which is a good thing. That's awesome, man. I can't wait to see your match against Frankie on um and Blackstrom. Um, I'll be there. I'll say hello and everything too. Look, I would hope you would. I mean, no, oh, gosh, <laughs> I will. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm I might I, be, I might be scared for a minute, and then I'll come over. <laughs> um, okay, I got a question because um, I went to a wrestling show and a wrestler um, um, took a chop. And um, he soiled himself. I'm using soil. He had, shit himself. Just you, say shit. You want me to say shit? Yes, he have, shit his Have pants. you had any, like, um, bodily fluids hit, like, from a chop or a move 
that have you ever had any accidents in the ring <laughs> all right so um i was in new york and um you know it's weird because a lot of times like i always use the bathroom before my match but sometimes even after i use the bathroom like right as my music is playing i have to use the bathroom again oh, <laughs> damn. So it happened this time and i was like all right cool whatever I'm just going, you know, thug it out like I usually do, and then use the bathroom after the match. So, I'm sitting up here disregarding. And I would say, like, the beginning, like, one of the beginning spots of the match was I had, um, it was two guys working in the corner, and I went to go, like, you know, splash both of them. So, when I went to go splash them, it was like, you know, I guess I splashed him too hard and, like, kind of pushed down on my, my stomach. And, you know, I felt something come out. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm literally, like, during the rest of the match, like, clenching my ass, you know, to move short. <laughs> <laughs> you know, nothing comes out. You know what? I'm not even sure why we even started asking that question because like, I think it all went back to, like, the story where – uh, Steve Austin was wrestling Yokozuna and he like shit himself like after Yokozuna hit him with something what, when we started it was because of Brian Pillman in the ring Oh, at the magic show I went oh, to oh Pillman Jr. yeah Jr. Yeah. Um, um, he took a chop and after that everybody noticed his pants and he came out later everybody said where's your pants he had a different <laughs> set of pants on <laughs> well, I've actually worked on Brian Pillman like in one of his first matches yeah, he's a cool dude. He he's he's really getting up there, man. Um, last night he did, had an excellent match against um Dreamer and Sandman, and um and um MLW. Yeah, and um honestly, like I would say, what he has going for him is that he has a lot of mentors that are like within the business. Yeah. Because when we were working, you know, he was talking about how, you know, one of his mentors was Lance Storm. Yeah. I'm like, if you have a mentor like Lance Storm, your mentor, I'm like, come on, now, that's like one of the best out there. Yeah, he was tra- he he went up to Lance Storm's um training factory, and that's where he got trained. I I was watching an interview him recently, so that's where that's where he learned his craft is up there with Lance Storm. So he keeps it in the Hart family. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, social media info, anything that, um, you want to, um, talk how, about your t-shirts or... How can people follow you? Yes. Well, the best thing to do is literally to go to, um, you know, you can go to Google, go to like a Google search engine or whatever search engine and type in Mr. Grimm wrestler or the hitman for hire Mr. Grimm. And, like, the first thing that'll pop up is my Facebook. Then my um, Twitter should pop up, Instagram should pop up, YouTube should pop up. But if you just want to search it, if you put in Mr. Grimm, probably in Instagram, you'll find me. You know, Mr. Grimm on Twitter, you'll find me. You can go on Facebook, type in the Hitman for Hire Mr. Grimm, you'll find me. Or if you go to YouTube, the Hitman for Hire Mr. Grimm. And you'll find me. <laughs> um, t-shirts. You got t-shirts anywhere? Yeah, um, right now I have some on two different websites and 
I forgot what I think it's called Brown Box or something like that. Okay, didn't I see one on Wrestling Tees? Pro yeah, wrestling yeah tees? I have one on Pro Wrestling Tees. Um, I'm about to get that information for the other one that I have. Let's see. Yeah, it's brownbutterwrestling.com. Brown Butter, okay. I was I saw that earlier too. I didn't know what that was, but yeah. <laughs> I have shirts on there, and then I have shirts, you know, on me at all times. So, okay. You can literally just hit me up, and then I can make sure you get one. That's awesome. Um, matches. Do you have matches? Car- any cards coming up so people can come see you? Well, besides the one that yeah. we just talked about. Yeah, besides the one we just talked about. <laughs> yep. I have, you know, the one we just talked about on Friday. Yes. I'll be at SWF on Saturday. Okay. And then on Sunday, I'll be at 1CW in Delaware. Okay. That's in Seaford, right? Yeah. Well, okay. next week, I was supposed to be in um, Jacksonville, Florida, but that's changed. So I'll probably just go to check out Game Changer. Okay. You know, and, um, you know, try to talk to them in person to see if maybe, you know, possibly we can do business in the future. So. It's a tie. It's a tie. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, that is great, man. Um, 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 thank you for coming on, um, Mr. Graham. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. And, um, you yeah, know, if you guys have, like, another um, podcast y'all want to bring me on for, like, feel free. Oh, you dude. Know, make sure, like, when you post it, tag me in it because I'll share it. Yes. You know, with the platforms that I have. And please send me a picture that you want us to post because when we pick, everybody oh, doesn't like them. You know what? No, this <laughs> this is actually what happened. So we had um, our one interview we had with Brian Sosha. We, I put up a picture of him when he was a chick magnet. And it was like a very, I mean, I'm, I'm sure at the time that he didn't really mind, but now it's like, dude, that is not a flattering shot of me. So he was like, yeah, can you put this one up instead? <laughs> so we want your favorite picture and we'll put it up and we, we're here to help you. No, um, I appreciate it. No, uh, matter of fact, I'll actually send that picture to you right now. Awesome. That sounds good. Y'all don't have that. But um, also, if you want, like I can send you some you know, links to the matches that I mentioned, you know, so y'all can check that out to get a better idea of, you know, who Mr. Grimm is and how, what style he works. Yeah, um, um, you're part of the Integori family now. Um, you can put on our Facebook group matches you want to put on there. You can promote yourself, do whatever you want. Um, you're welcome to join. And you're, you're, you're one of us. I consider everybody family, so... Welcome to the family. Nah, I appreciate it. And if you can, um, if you can, like, send me the group info. Like, I'm not sure if I'm in it or not. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. The group info and, you know, we can go from there. So, because I always, like, when I upload stuff, I always post it and, um, you know, different groups. Yeah. Yeah, and then after we have this episode put up, then I'll send, um, I'll tag you on uh, Twitter. So okay. You should get that way. Unless, yeah. Unless Dave sends you a message too. So. Yeah, we'll we'll do everything. Okay. Um, 
This is DB Richards. Um, this is Fran. This is JCL. And this is um the Hitman for Hire, Mr. Grant. Yes, sir. Okay. Alright, thanks, man. Have a good night. Good night, man. Hey. Yep. So, no, we're still recording, by the way. Oh, yes. Because we actually haven't had time to talk outside of interviews. And that was a very, very good interview. Um, was What other ones were actually coming up that you have scheduled? Oh, um, we have next week, we have Devin Moore. And then um, the next week is free because it's a pay-per-view day. We can it's do, free. It's we're a free. actually going to have a podcast podcast. Yes. So this is finally. Well, here's the amusing part: is the fact that so, I have had a discussion with DB. I I really feel like just calling you Dave, <laughs> but so I had a discussion where I said, I know that right now you are very very, you're all about the interviews. I want you to be the man when it comes to that. So him and I will have discussions that I don't really talk about with many people. Because and, if we do interviews, and we get the whole bright the whole thing they part um they push their stuff out people start listening so if we go back to both go and do both that'd be great you know what i mean like one week and then next week then the one we're not doing that it's interview interview i know but right now i'm just you want to why because Because i'm booking there's that word i said no i said building i thought you said booking i was like don't use the word booking. no 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 i use schedule <laughs> yes, he uses the word schedule because I have a thing against booking. Like he has a thing against fees. Yeah, hey fees. Um, so, so um, the whole um, building part is to build our fan base, and I want to try to get a fan base. And right now, to try to do interviews to get the fan base, and you know we've been else? doing we've been doing um, regular um, podcast stuff for a year, and. It was like shaky up and down. It's not shaky. It's awesome. Why? Because we're talking about wrestling. I know. But we are still talking about wrestling. We're talking about wrestling with wrestlers. You need to add something, man. I know that you got Kingdom Hearts on your mind. Yeah, what's going on with that? Come on, talk about Daffy Duck and... and, uh, First off, it's Donald Duck. It is Donald Duck. Donald Duck and and, and Mickey Mouse. uncultured fucking swine. It's Donald Duck. I'm uncultured. (laughs) Okay. So is Goofy in the game? Yes. Is Aladdin uh, in the game? And what about about, Uh, uh, Big Bird? Folks. Fucking with you. (laughs) Wait, that that is true. Um, Sesame Street is in the Disney family because they own the Muppets. in Kingdom Hearts. Well, Tisk Tisk on Square. Song. Winnie the Pooh is. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Oh, oh. Was Winnie the Pooh? He's one of my favorites. Man, you know what? Yeah, we are drifting off into this. Was Winnie the Pooh the one? Because I heard somebody say something like, "I hate the fact that they turned Winnie the Pooh's side of the game into Candy Crush." Yes. That's God damn it! <laughs> like, um, but yeah, what's going and you can on? Summon Disney characters. And then to after the elimination chamber, um, we're gonna have no, to no, tell. No, no, no. Hold on a second. Um, oh, Tim Taylor. That's awesome. Yeah. The uh, What's going on with the league? The league? Any, any, anything at all going on with that? I haven't got a hold. We, Me and um, James haven't got together to give me the stuff so I can put everything together. Because that's another thing we need to update 
on that. So yeah, um, when when I get a chance to get all the stuff off James, I will have all everything. I'll I'll get everything done in the whole week. The whole the first pay per view to to update everything. Ooh, this is a very lackluster Super Bowl. It's already almost the fourth quarter, and the score is three to three. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so like after that, I haven't done anything in March yet so I will figure out what I can do in March. So we can get a hold of the meanie. Yes, I want I, do, I want. I would love to get these, the meanie. These are my requests. The blue meanie because that's just a running joke. Mm-hmm. Um, Duke the Dumpster. Mm-hmm. Um, low Iron. Key. Mm-hmm. Iron Cheek. Iron Cheek. Oh, and so a buddy of mine mentioned this and I said, yeah, but here's the problem. I think she will charge. I want to get a hold of Tammy, but I'm pretty sure she will charge money for it. Sunny? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Dude, that would be hilarious. Don't, don't ever say that. It's going to hurt. It's sunny. So, okay. I know, You're I know. You're an Attitude Era baby. We're not talking, we're talking about the new generation. Beatles. Stop that shit. What the hell's going on? Uh, um, Facebook just went off. No, you want to know about the story. What story? That I'm a Cody Rhodes fan. No. Okay, let's don't. hear this. Get it out. Go ahead. Okay. So, Matt Tremont um, put out a call out a long time ago. And then he does an all shout out. Gone for a match with Cody Rhodes. So, my my idea of the podcast world. Ooh, let's make let's make a name for the Instagram. So, I asked a question. I was like, Cody. Wasn't a question, but sure. No, no, just, just go ahead. I, I, I asked him what he faced Matt Tremont. Because a long time, if it was a long time ago, his dad would have jumped in and... What, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, keep going, keep going. His dad would have jumped and accepted the challenge. Because his dad was that good. I mean, he had bold rope matches. To... Dude, he was legendary in the field. You know what I mean? And I have a lot of respect for the Rhodes family. I love them. I'm wearing a Cody shirt right now because I love Cody Rhodes. <laughs> let, let it let it I all flow. Let it all I flow. Didn't mean to laugh, but you so he wrote back to me saying, "Thanks for bringing up my dad." And then he blocked you. And and then I I wish I got back and said, "You're welcome." But no, no, you said you said you were a huge fan of his dad, and then he blocked you. Yes, uh, this is huge friend. So. I'll say, and I did say, man, man up, like you know, have the whole deep. No, 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 I did say, man up, and all that because I was trying to like. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this, and like I said, I try to see things from both perspectives. Okay, so we've worked together a lot. Yeah, I know how you talk, and sometimes there's some things that I misunderstand from you that kind of. It's my delicateness. Whatever. Yeah. Exactly. So like. I said, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal because maybe Cody, what did you say? You said you questioned his manhood. And then you talked about his dad like you knew him better than he did. (laughs) Dude, (laughs) I wasn't doing that. I'm just trying to see a yes or no. You know what I mean? No, no, no. But And then he goes, 
I'm asking the hard questions. So it's not a yes or no question. It's something that you knew was going to trigger him. And, no, he, and you wanted to, and I you, didn't and you wanted him. that to. Well, you did, obviously. I did, but him. I wasn't trying to trigger him. I was trying to get. Because I didn't think he was going to answer my question. Well, so here's. so here's That's what, another thing. So here's what happens afterwards. Afterwards, it's like, fuck AEW because of this guy. And I said. I've been blocked by Vince Russo. I've been blocked by Ryback. I've been blocked by Titus O'Neil. How'd you get and Titus? I did, and I, I told you about that because it was a time when he posted something. And who was he managing? The one Japanese guy. Oh, um, Tazawa. Akira, Akira Tozawa. Yeah, Tozawa. Like when, when Tozawa kept saying, like you know, uh, when he says people want to see me or whatever, like when he was doing that gimmick. Yeah. And uh, and I said. I post on Twitter or after like somebody was uh no one wants to see my match or whatever <laughs> and like Titus like so then afterwards I'm like trying to I don't even know why the hell I'm looking up anything on him it's probably something I had to do with the Rumble last year and I was like why am I blocked like and then it was a time where right with the Ryback story was I got blocked because I said. Ryback should give Mickey Gall some advice that he needs to kick CM Punk in the ribs. And that's what got me blocked from him. And I don't know why the hell Vince Russo blocked me. <laughs> like, I forgot why. Uh, but I got blocked by a wrestler. And yes, I'm, you should be I'm try- honored. I'm, I'm trying to apologize now. Cody Rhodes, if you're listening, but you're not. very <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> Cody, if you're listening in some random corner because we've been talking so much shit on All Elite Wrestling being just a t-shirt company. It is a t-shirt company, it's... but... Because <laughs> when... Ring of Honor used to be just RF video run by a fucking sex offender, okay? <laughs> it's true. What are you gasping for? Don't even try and act like that, Mr. Bill Cosby's innocent. What? Rob Feinstein listens to us. He does not fuck. You know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I called you out on your kitty porn. Okay, dude. Uh, can you please forgive me? We still love you. Um, no, I'm sorry. I take it back. I'm not deleting that. So. I know you won't. You want to know why? Because everybody else that works with him knows exactly what he's all about too, and they still do because he's got so many connections. Well, guess what? We're trying to get connections the genuine, you know, good way, right? We can get our own connections. Yeah, true. Yeah. But I don't want to be blackballed already because... You got blackballed by AEW. I know, I did. I'd rather talk to AEW than Feinstein. I know, I know, I know. But no, right now, I, I said this so many times, when they start the product, I'm going to watch. You know what I mean? I will watch the product. But right now, it's just. It needs to be. They had. It's they like had it's like a football team. In, okay. It's like it's, but it's that's different. No, it's not different. Yeah, it's it different is not because different. it wasn't. It Look, wasn't. Uh, let me explain this to you. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, hold on. Okay. Let me explain this to you. Okay. Even though, even though you're going to be like, okay, we have different. You said it's just an opinion. Okay. It was a Bucks production. It was everything having to do with the main people in charge. The only difference Correct. is they have the financial backing now. Yes. But they had they had New Japan. They had Ring Honor. They had 
And now they have the, now they have all these wrestlers. And I you know. said and you said for that show, this is I'm quote I'm not Dude, the show was amazing. It's not an exact quote from you, but this is what you're talking about. Dude, I'm you not said, gonna diss on what they did. No, but this is what you said though. You said, Oh, so what if they have the wrestlers that are contracted, right? Because they need to put on a show. But then okay, well what about all in? Oh, it's all just because of these wrestlers. Because of the people they had under contract. I don't get you sometimes. I think it depends on the week that we're talking. Like, you know, one no, week no. you're like, you're like, I love like Hangman Page and Joe, Joey Ryan with his, with his lollipop is fucking hilarious. And other oh, times dude. you're just like, Ugh. <laughs> I love Joey Ryan, dude. I love the whole lollipop. We need to interview him. I know I'm going to ask him when I'm at home. I'm going to talk to him. Yeah. You want to come with me? Come mm, with me. Come on. I have to. Yeah, come with me. Oh, God. I need you to come. Well, well, yeah. That sounds so inappropriate. This is a family show. <laughs> okay, I'll think about it. It's one show. It's a Friday. Let's do it. It's a Friday. I might have to Uber. We can Uber later. <sighs> we, we we can Uber tomorrow and just make it up for tomorrow. Come on, Jamak. You're part of the show. Talk. I mean, I don't have much to say. Say anything. I don't care. Say anything. Oh, let, let me tell you my side. Uh, <laughs> Jersey Mike's. Kingdom Hearts. Okay. What does that have to do with sandwiches? What does Jersey Mike have to do with Kingdom Hearts? No, no, no. It's not, it doesn't work out that way. Get off my fucking chair. <laughs> You're going to be like that. Now, back to the whole AEW, okay? I want to I put my opinion out there. I want everybody to understand. Dude, I am not dissing the product. I'm just saying it's like a f- fucking sport team. Let's say, let's look at the Phillies roster. Dude, they look good on paper. Are they going to be good when we see them? They could be. They could not. But you're not talking about... But I am. But you're not talking about how good they do. But they have one promoter in the back, one guy, and Billy Gunn. What is he going to do? Probably more than Road Dog. We we have to see. We have to see. I have to see what their product is going to show me. They could be. It's they could be awesome. Being, it's about being optimistic. I can't do it till I see it. It's Why? like me and God. You're optimistic Why? for every other wrestling show that you never heard of that we go to. Because I wanted to see it. Like I, I was with MLW, but I seen some videos on the thing. But you've seen what they all of them can do. The Bucks are very good wrestling minds. Yes, they, I know that. Like they are probably some of the brightest people out there. But, they have yeah. the backing. I said, if you want to talk crap, you can talk crap about the cons because they have no wrestling experience. That's why they have the people that they do in charge. Correct. But yeah. could it be, let's say, could it be WCW all over again? No. Because, because WCW on, was not done yet they, because you've got the they, cons. You know WC, what I mean? Because Turner. No, no, no. WCW was already an extension of a product and they built upon that. Yeah. You were saying, and now. I I'm just saying, I'm just, like, you know, we're I'm not just business set. minds. If we were, then maybe the podcast would be like, you know, the Stone Cold podcast. We got a long way to go for that. I don't want to like, be the Stone Cold podcast. No, I would love to be no, the I'm Blue Meanie podcast. Oh, Jesus Christ, here we go. He wants so, no, so, okay, so this doesn't run any longer than it needs to. So, you said, why don't they work with Ring of Honor? Why don't they do R- um, ROH, same, same thing, uh, New Japan, any of those? Is because that's already an established product. They have their own vision. They want to. They want their own brand. However, if Kenny idea. does end up going with the New Japan, will be more open to working with AEW. They've actually said that. 
they want to work with him however they have to. If, yeah. if, Ken, if Omega were to go to WWE, it ain't working out. WWE is open enough to actually, you know what, it really depends. It depends on who's in charge. Because Triple H is more open to certain things than Vince is. Yes, and... Which is why, like, people like Ricochet are, you know, working, like, Evolve shows. So... Yeah. But, yeah, I, nothing against Vince. Vince made WWE, yes. I think it's time for him to go. Let his... He goes when he dies, whenever that is. He, no, like, and we he don't just want to wish on back. his death. He's okay? not going to die. It's Vince McMahon. It's Vince McMahon. He's got tiger blood. Exactly. I got tiger blood. Anything's already managed to clone his body. You have it in storage. <laughs> <laughs> no, he should step back a little bit and let them run. It ain't going to happen. I know. It's not going to happen. It's Vince he should, McMahon. Maybe he needs to go back from the old days when they let the wrestlers do the promos because they were horrible, but. We had fun watching them. Like, no, no, no. It had nothing to do with the wrestlers doing their own promos. It had to do with how much cocaine they had. <laughs> yeah. We need more cocaine-laced promos. <laughs> but, or or uh, we need to have no wellness policy AEW so they can have people like Neville. See, I'm not going to shit on WWE because that's what I grew up on. I'm not going to shit on WCW because that's what I grew up on. I'm not gonna shit on ECW because that's what I grew up on. But it's wrestling as a whole, and more money being invest- invested into any product. It's it's a benefit all around. I said if WWE had more competition, not to say that not to say that all their product is horrible because NXT is fucking awesome. SmackDown is good. Raw, 205 Live, NXT Raw UK are can too. be okay at times. But the things that piss us off the most are on Raw. That's just a thing. But it's the fact that they have all the things in place to put out an amazing product if they felt like it. If Vince looked at SmackDown and go, ooh, I like SmackDown. SmackDown's doing well. Storylines are good. No. Why not just try but to... That's, but that's the thing. That's the thing that's so frustrating is the fact that WWE has the ability to just... They could just flip the switch and be like, okay, we're going to put out... But that's not... But... We're doing what the investors want, and apparently this is what they want. They, or this is what the casual fan wants. Yeah. See, you know, the casual and, fan doesn't know what they want. But they, they think, um... They need they need some... Look, that's the problem, though. The casual fan outmasses the wrestling fan. Yes. The ones that the ones that will be like, uh... Not outmass, outnumbered. Yeah, and, and Stephanie McMahon did an interview before... Where she said something along the lines of, NXT, we, this brand, the storylines are built for a certain kind of audience. People that, people like us who would watch it and think it's awesome. Yeah. But then you got casual people who just watch Raw and SmackDown. And most of them will just watch Raw. Yeah. And hopefully when SmackDown finally does move over to Fox, that they'll actually, like, you know, do more with it. So. See, they need to. With other companies coming out, like MLW, the show was... I just didn't like how they did the whole show. You know what I mean? They had great matches on paper. Awesome. The, the whole card was great. Well, the independent scene as a whole is great right but now. But I just think the whole broadcasting part was just stale to me. Oh, that's the other thing. So... One more thing for me, then I'm going to shut my mouth because we're running over on time. 
We can so, cut this out and put it no, in. No, 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 no. We'll talk about this now. But this will be the last thing for me. So one of the things that we were talking about when you were going on your tirade of things that we need to be not so optimistic as far as all elite goes is the fact that they don't have a TV deal yet. That they're working on that. Yeah, I saw it. I read something. But the problem is that no, they, no, no. But they've actually narrowed it down to two. Yeah, um, but he, but here's the thing about that. I remember this very clearly where you said before where we would be like, oh, dude, there's a Ring of Honor show coming to Philly. We should go to it. And you're like, it's just a TV taping. I don't want because to go to that. I'm so home. it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> he's been sitting on that one. For I, I, I noticed he was sitting on that for a while. Yes. But like, yes. You can't say something that uh. makes a difference and turn around and be like, it does make a difference. It makes a difference depending on how I'm feeling that day. I just feel lost when I watch the TV. You know what I mean? Like, I need, like, backstory again. You know what I mean? Because I don't have Ring Honor backstory. anymore. Backstory. Okay. I don't have Ring Honor on my well, TV. Here's the, well, here's the other thing. God damn it, I saw it was going to be dumb, but that just added to something else. <laughs> was that you were saying, oh, well, they haven't really done anything or whatever, like, as far as, like, anything having to do with, with the company. And it was like, but you know how, they know how to fucking book the shows. Yeah. Because... Your favorite match, Okada versus Marty, was based on a feud that they wrote for on YouTube. Okay, yeah. they didn't even have to have TV for that. They and did they on started, fucking YouTube. They only started promoting it for like maybe like the last three or so weeks before. Because that's when you kept laughing about the fact that uh, Okada kept saying two o five. That's line. literally all Okada said for that whole storyline. But you see, that's the thing: is that <laughs> wrestling is there's certain things that need to be simple, like you know, like. There doesn't need to be a whole lot of backstory to certain... I mean, sometimes it works out very well. Like the Gargano and Ciampa story. That's fucking awesome. But then there's other times where it's like, when it comes down to it, it's a wrestling match and who wins and who loses. Everything else is just, you know, adds to that. But you get WWE when they're like... But that's the thing I don't understand is the fact that they want to do all the stuff with the, with like, oh, we need this kind of writer. They got some stupid ass fucking writing. Like oh I'm like God. these these are highly educated people coming up with this fucking dumb shit. Like you know. Yeah, who's gonna have sex with her this week? I'm not one. talking about that. I'm talking Whoa. about like uh, oh the classic one was we're gonna build a WrestleMania match off of you stole my shampoo commercial from me. <laughs> <laughs> you know you know what I'm a little bit happy about that our truth got the U.S. title. I still say that was a botch, but just the botch that worked in his favor. You know, congratulations for botching our truth. I, I, I always been an R-Truth fan ever since he was K Quick, when he was with Road Dog. Do you remember that? Like I was like, oh cool, something cool to watch. You know what I mean? And then and he like hasn't he hasn't changed. He looks exactly the same. And then he's like he's like fifty, and, and he, he left. He still looks twenty five, and he's still doing flips and breakdance splits and. Then he left and went to um, TNA. NWA TNA. There's first black NWA, NWA World Heavyweight Champion. What is it? He was the first black NWA World yes. Champion. Yes. That's Ron the Truth Killings. Um, but he's not the first black champion. That's Ron Simmons. I know. Uh, I'm just making said, sure he knew. I said first black NWA. I'm champion. a Ron Simmons mark. You're a mark for everyone. Really, I am. I love everybody. <laughs> I I invite everybody to the No, that's your favorite wrestler. Cody? 
Okay, we gotta cut this short. Um, I mean, we're not cutting it short. We're actually just cutting it. Um, any anything to add? Oh yeah, quick plugs. We'll try. To make oh, this dude, as fast I as really want to. There's so many people I would like to thank. No, no, no. We're just go over the main ones. No, no, no. Um, it's smart. It's smart, Mark. Smart. Okay. Smart Mark Alley. Smart Mark Alley. Them, the whole crew, they pushed our um, one interview that was freaking amazing. You know what I mean? And we got to give a shout out to Frankie because he's been tagging us on Twitter just about yes. every post that he does. Shout dude, out to Frank. Dude, um, he's going to be in my car on um, Friday. So we're heading shout out to Wrestle Cave. Because so, they're also letting us plug our shit. Our dude, shit, our a lot stuff of people. Um, True Heels are letting us um, promote our stuff. Um, you know, one place that isn't because we didn't ask. What? Club KV. Because they don't <laughs> like me. Why don't they like you? I don't know. I'm, I didn't try to get back on there. So. Um, oh my gosh! It's a new day. It's a new day. You didn't. You didn't say because there's snowflakes. <laughs> <laughs> snowflakes. <laughs> it's nice weather outside. Bunch of snow. What the hell? So, is the Canadian Destroyer, like, just a regular WWE move now? Apparently. Like, we're just going to let people, like... To do them, like, constantly? And Petey Williams is like, where the hell am I? And so, who else? Um, I would like to thank, um, Chad for, um, letting us, um, be there this, um, Friday, you know what I mean? Yeah. For pro wrestling at the dark and Rob Ferry and all them, and... I'm ready to, like, he he invited us to do interviews out there, so come on out with me. Okay. Yeah. You're the interview guy, that's your job. I know, but I, I need my my buddy. I my, sit behind the desk, that's my job. I, I know, but I, I need you. To, you need me? I need you, man, because you you're my You need me boy. to hold the microphone where you're talking? Yes, I would love to have you jump in every five seconds. I'm, I'm going to be second. like your your your. I'm going to be the Paul Heyman. Well, no, because wow. Paul Heyman talks more. I know. Um, I, I need you to be. So the, I'm going to be like the Brock Lesnar just standing there? No, I need you to be the guy that go, you should be my Al to tell me to shut the fuck up if I say something wrong. I do anyway. I know. <laughs> like, I do on a regular basis. You, I, that's what like, I need. Like, you should look at this as an escape. <laughs> like, oh, man, I'm finally away from him. He's always giving me shit. Um, <laughs> we got... We're a family. We have to stick together. Um, and let's let's get to the let's get to the others. So, um, Josh Howe, finally started doing his five takes again. Yes, um, gotta give a shout out to that. Um, I would like to say thank you to his um his um new friend that's been he's starting his podcast and he he asked a couple things and I hope um I find his name here Matthew Dennis. Um, I hope um, he starts his broadcast and hope it does well. He asked me a couple things and I told him what's up. Thank you to oh here here here's one for you. Thank you to AJ Farmer for keeping our news feed busy every single day of every minute of every hour of every second. <laughs> I would like to say thank you to Chad. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. Chad came in, took your place last week. And he did a great job. I don't know who was quieter. <laughs> <laughs> no, he did ask one question, and and, and then he, he marked out when uh, when we when Chubby mentioned Highway to Hell. Yeah. So. Um. Should say thank you to Bay and his um his radio station um 
Yeah, and thank you for the interview, too. Yes. We didn't do any thank yous, really. Um, I want to thank every wrestler that um, will do every interview with us. I don't know. I'm in a thankful mood. You're in a thankful mood? Yeah. <laughs> Except for all the fuck, man. No, no, no. Dude, like, I didn't finish my inter- um, my sorry to Cody Rhodes because you guys started laughing. Because and, and then you wanted to talk about because something. Because that makes me want to call you Genuine Dave. Yes, I am genuinely sorry. <laughs> and then next week, fuck these snowflakes. No, I would like to apologize to Cody Rhodes. You can put in a little small message thing. Bowl it up a little tight and go. Cody Rhodes, I am sorry for saying what I said that his dad will accept the match faster than him I'm sorry that I said hashtag all elites waste <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that alright um, I, I would like to say just, uh... I would like to say thank you to Matt Tremont for posting my stuff out to everybody and uh that's it for now because we're just going to keep going thinking that we're going to forget somebody and there's always going to be at least one person that goes, you didn't mention me. Okay, thank you. We forgot him. Chance Weiss for doing everything with the league. And thank you. Oh, oh, and one more. One more. Okay. Thank you, Monty. No, no, no. Oh, no. Oh, Monty. We miss you, Monty. We got to come back for some ramen. And, And one more. Don't say anything. Thank you to George Palmarino for going to the Rumble and all the promotion that he gave us. Absolutely none. Oh, dude, I love that, man. I, I love know, that I promotion. You know what I, mean? I know you do. The big Facebook page founder. Fucking awesome. Thumbs dude, up. Dude, he did a great job. Thank you. Um, oh, we're so full of shit. Okay, so that's it for us. Uh, Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Night. I love you all. God bless you. Happy Hanukkah. I wanted Jersey Mike's. God damn it. Jersey Mike's? We went to Jimmy John's.